You're listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness from LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs. It's Unnecessary Roughness, presented by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. Well, let's see what the Raiders do here on second and goal from the half-yard line. Two tight ends, tight formation. O'Connell under center. They're lining up for the push. He gets it from there. Touchdown, Raiders! Aiden O'Connell's first touchdown is a rushing touchdown from less than a yard out. And they take the drive thanks to Josh Jacobs. And the rookie dives in for a half yard. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Live from Buffalo Wild Wings, here's your boy Q. Q. Buffalo Wild Wings, 190 West Craig Road is where we're at right now. We're on the north. So come on by and hang out with us. We're here till 5 o'clock on this Friday. Again, you're ready for the weekend, football weekend, college football going on tomorrow. Excited about OU in Texas at the Cotton Ball. That's an early game. Excited about that. And, of course, NFL action on Sunday. And then it all gets wrapped up week five, Monday night football, prime time. The Raiders and the Packers. Not going to get any better than that. Excited about the opportunity. Excited about the opportunity to be here with you and talk with you. We've had a few people roll up and get hooked up. we got some uh, UNLV and Colorado State tickets here, so you want to go to see that. That's on October 21st. we got the tickets to that. We've got cups. We've got koozies. We've got hats. We've got shirts. Got everything you need. All we need is you. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, uh, maybe get you some grub on this Friday as you get ready for the weekend. Got a lot to get to on this hour and, of course, the next hour as well. But let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines real quick at 702-365-9200. Let's talk to our guy, Passionate Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? What's up, Q, man? Another Friday, another weekend. Here we go again, Q. But my <laughs> question, what, what is this team? What is our identity right now? Yep. I've been thinking about it for since, since you asked it, and I just really – I can't come up with nothing right now. I can't, I can't just say this is who we are right now. Yep. I think we're – I just think that we're a bunch of guys trying to figure out where our place is at on this team right now and, and, and players just trying to find their role. Um, I, I, I don't know if everyone's completely bought in yet, but that, that shouldn't matter. I mean, you know, we're always on this radio, all of us fans, crying our hearts out to these players to play for the – Play for the nation, man. Just get it figured out somehow, some way. We got to make it work, man. And and I envy Raiders fifty six because I, I didn't get to live any of those glory days. So every time he's talking, it's like he just reminds me of the you could never the Raiders could never make it, man. I I wish I could be like that, man. But I never got to witness those glory days. So you know, we're my 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 passion just comes from the frustration of being a loser my whole Raider career, man. And I just want to taste victory i just want to taste consistency and above all in most q i just want the raiders to be respected man to be feared to have a to have that trait that you just said what do people think when they know they're going to go play the raiders what are these teams fearing when they come to play us because right now no one's really giving us anything right now we're not we're not a a threat to people i just want to be a threat q you know monday night at home monday night football just don't let the kid come out and make us look dumb, man. Keep them contained. Do your job. Make the play and make the next play, and let's just get it rolling. Let's start it now. But then again, Q, we're in perfect position right now for Caleb Williams. So do we win or do we lose? <laughs> do we win or do we lose? God. It's always just win. It's always just win. It's always just win. It's always just win. I understand what you're saying, but it's always just win. No, 
Thank you for the call. I do appreciate you. Uh, no, what, uh, what, what you said there that I, I liked is what you were talking about is when people think of the Raiders, what do they think of? And it immediately made me think of what happened on yesterday, which was the passing of Dick Buckus, right? And so he passed away, and everyone was always intimidated by him. Right, and so immediately when I heard passionate Raiders say, what do they think when they think about the Raiders? And we've had a couple texts that say, you know, that, that physical, that tough, that, you know, that, that bully ball. Nobody thinks that, oh, they're going to go play the, the Raiders. Man, it's going to be a long day at the office. Man, I'm going to be battered and bruised, uh, you know, come Monday or after the game I'm going to be sore. Right, they don't, they don't have that anymore. And, again, the styles of play is different than it was back in the day. But as soon as I heard that from passionate Raider, that clicked in my head like, man, from the different people that we heard from last night, me and Gabe Neitzel, who was on, on the show uh, earlier today talking about the Packers, he, uh, you know, we, we had, uh, we even had Archie Manning on, and he said that he played against uh, Dick Buckus in his rookie year, and he was like, man, that dude was always intimidating, and any team that knew that they had Chicago on the schedule knew how tough of a game it was going to be because of that dude, right? And again, I'm not saying that that's who the Raiders need to be, but you've got to be able to have some kind of identity where you know exactly what you're going to get from this team. Right. And I mean, I think about the 49ers and whenever the 49ers like they're playing the Cowboys Sunday night football, it's going to be a hell of a game. What do I think of when I think of the 49ers? I think of tough defense immediately. Right. Man, you better be better be careful with the ball. Right. I mean, that's immediately what I think of. Better be careful with the ball because they sure do know how to turn it over. They're going to get you after, on, on, on defense. Right. I think about Philadelphia. Man, they better be able to stop the run. Better be able to stop the run. Better watch out for those playmakers. They, you know, and, and then on top of that, you think about their defense as well. Seattle. You know, I think about defense, you know, and, and that's just a couple teams off the top of my head. Uh, you know, the Rams, when they, were, when they were really cooking, it was really about their offense, right? And, and, of course, they obviously had the players and, and Aaron Donald and others on defense as well, but you just knew that they had a prolific offense, right? The Chiefs, what do we think of? Oh, man, better slow down Patrick Mahomes. Like, th- everything clicks. My point is, like, things click, 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 click when you think of certain teams. When you think of the Raiders, you're like, all right, well, all right, well, all right, well, okay, well, well, they got Devontae. All right. Know that, that he's going to be tough. Well, they got Josh Jacobs, but not really using him, right? I mean, there's just so much indecision and so much don't know. So that's, that's, that, I thought that that was a great point that you brought up, Passionate. So it uh, kind of made me go off in a whole other direction, but uh, sometimes that happens, <laughs> right? Sometimes that happens. So thanks so much for that call. I do appreciate you. We'll get a couple more in real quick. Uh, how about our guy, Houston from L.A.? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Hey, hey, what's up, Shoe, man? Hey, how's everybody, man? Oh, we're blessed, good? man. We're blessed. That's right. That's right. Hey, um, I was I was at the Charger game, man. I, I made it. My my boy went to college with at Southern University, man. He was like, hey, bro, uh, let's roll, man. He's, you know, because another partner, he's a 49er fan trying to take advantage of buying season Charger tickets just for two games so he can make money off of it. And right. so, yeah, anyway. Man, the energy was was tight, man. I mean, everything looked real good. You know, I ain't going to talk about the rest. We already know how we get treated <laughs> with that, man. But, like, you know, the interception, you know, everything was looking tight. And I think, man, we can carry that uh, energy over to this weekend because even though I, I was really geeked as far as O'Connell balling, when I saw him, like, firsthand, man, it, I understood what they meant when they were saying, you know, he's just not exactly ready yet. I saw mm-hmm. a lot of – Dope potential, man. I saw a lot of cool stuff there, you know. So now I'm done with that. Forget it. Let's go this weekend, man. Green Bay Monday night, man. Raiders still got a decent record for Monday night football. I remember in my heyday, man, in the '80s, man, we ran that, we ran all yep. that, man. Yep. Raiders, bro. Monday night, it was like, like automatic, man. I, I swear, it seemed like it was at least from '80 
to a 90% high rate. Bro. Yeah. We, we was doing it. It was L.A. Yep. Raiders at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Marcus Allen, everybody, play. Hey, we still hard. We still got bosses. We got Josh Jacobs. We we turn around, baby. You know, right. it ain't over. Just started, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Houston from L.A. right there. Great call, my man. And, yeah, I was talking with Lincoln Kennedy yesterday on the show. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday at 3.30. And that's what I, one of the things I, I, I talked to him about was the fact that there was a point in time where the Raiders were the most dominant team on Monday Night Football. You knew when they were on Monday Night Football. You want to talk about instant reaction. Oh, got to play the Raiders on Monday Night Football? That's an L. <laughs> that's an L because the Raiders were that stinking good. There was a time when that when that uh you know when that would happen and so it was it was uh th- that's that's one of those instant like identifications okay you know that this team is going to handle this you know just like when Seattle was really clicking it's like oh man you can't go to Seattle and play those 12s are going to get you right i mean there's certain characteristics that you know about certain teams and 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 the raiders had that on monday night football i want to go back real quick to what i was saying about dick buckus and the fact that you know we had archie manning on the espn show last night talking about you know the passing of dick buckus and and what he meant to him and what he thought when he found out that he he had passed away at the age of 80 but he talks about being intimidated and how he was always and everyone was always intimidated by the late great dick buckus you know linebackers weren't that big in in that day not not as big as now and but dick was he, he was big he was thick he was big he, he grunted a lot. You know, he loves, I love some of the – we didn't play him in a cold-weather game, but I love some of the, the films of him playing in Chicago and Soldier Field and, the, you know, smoke coming out of his mouth and everything. But I got to know Dick. Um, you know, I used to go up to Chicago every year to this golf tournament at Lake Geneva Playboy Club the Bears hosted. And he was really a nice guy, although I have to admit, I was always a little scared of him, you know, even in a, in a social setting and playing golf and everything. I was still a little intimidated by Archie, Archie Manning right there. And we only talked to him for about five minutes, but it was some really good stuff uh, just talking about Dick Buckus and his, his uh, you know, familiarity with him and the fact that he played him uh, when he was a rookie. And, you know, it's funny just listening to that and, and him saying Chicago. I was talking about identi- identifications of teams. Chicago, even now, you think of Chicago, what do you think of? Defense. That's just who they are, right? Right now, the Raiders don't have that that signature ID. Like, you know this is who these guys are. They, they don't have that as far as I'm concerned. And at some point, it'd be nice for them to get back to being a team that everyone identifies something with. I don't care if it's offensively or defensively. Just something that they know, right? When they play the Raiders, this is what they've got to deal with. Let's go out to Sacramento, the 916. Let's talk to our guy, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, my man? Man, happy Friday, my brother Q. Just uh, fired up, man. Monday night, I was just listening to all the, the Raider Nation talking about Monday night, man. I, I, we just grow up as a kid playing in the backyard. You love those games. And I'm just fired up for these guys. And I think you hit it right on the head. It's just the identity, man. That's You look at this team and you see the potential of what they could be. I mean, there's so many weapons on that offense, even on that defense. And you're just waiting for that moment for them to click. You know, and I, and I feel like this is that week, man. I feel like Monday night, even these guys grew up thinking about this as a kid. So I'm just, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm fired up to see, I feel like, Trey Tucker and Mayer and just let these, I mean, there's nothing else to lose for Josh McDaniels. There's nothing else to lose for the Raiders. Like, let it all go. Bring all the plays. Don't save them for another time. Just come out and use these weapons. Show the teams what you can do. You know, don't, I, I don't want to see no holding back. I just want these guys to fly with their hair out, man, and, uh, 
you know, go Raiders. I appreciate you, Q. I'm just fired up for this Monday, man. I appreciate you taking my call. Hey, no doubt, no doubt. Great call. You know, and, and that's what we're here for, man. We're here to hear from you. Uh, we're here to hear from everyone and, and really share share our thoughts. And it's funny, like, you come into the show or I came into the show with one idea and one, you know, direction that I thought I was going to go, and all of a sudden it has just kind of evolved even more than I imagined it has. And now we're literally talking about the identification overall of the team, not just kind of what the offense wants to be or, or who these guys want to be. But I, I like the conversation that we stumbled into, and sometimes that happens. Right? Sometimes a call will trigger it. Sometimes a text will trigger it. Sometimes a tweet will trigger it. And uh, I think we're into a really good conversation right now. So keep all that feedback coming, man. 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, 702-365-9200. We have Paul Gutierrez from ESPN coming up at 3.30. But let's go inside the Raiders locker room. We didn't get to this yesterday, but let's get to it today. Let's go ahead and hear from uh, Jerry Tillery as my man Vinny Bonsignor was able to catch up with him. I know it's football's an aggressive sport, obviously. Uh-huh. Just kind of finding that fine line sometimes of aggressiveness and staying within the uh, basically the rules. Is that a is that a fine line? I, mean, when- I think it is. I think it's. I think it is a fine line. You know, I'm out there playing as hard as I can, and uh, you know, it was a it was a close play, and um, you know, I was I was late on it, and. Um, they called the flag, and, 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 it, and it was what it was. But I can tell you what it wasn't. I wasn't some malicious play, right. you know. I wasn't no, wasn't dirty, you know. I, um, you know, the player specifically, you know, dear friend of mine, you know, I love Justin, and so, you know, that's 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 what happened. And uh, you know, a play I regret, obviously, because um, you know, was ejected from the game, right? Which was, um, you know, a tough tough one, you know, as a player. But um, you know, we. You know, I took it, and uh, it, it happened, and, you know, got to move on. You know, just work on myself, you know what I'm saying, so I can help my team beat, you know, Green Bay on Monday when night. When things are moving 100 miles a minute or a second really out there, I mean, are you even, can you even see the sidelines sometimes? Or is... No, not really. You know, I'm a 300, 300-pound ah. man, you know, running probably, what, 17, 18 miles an hour. He's a 6'5", 220-pound man running, what, 19, 20 miles an hour. You know, it's a... You know, it's that, you know, that collision is a, is a big one, right? So, um, you know, again, I regret what happened. You know, I talked to Justin before and after, and, uh, you know, so we, we take it, we, and we, we roll, and we move on. You know, that's, that's what has to happen, right? Because we got you know, a lot more games to play. And, um, you know, so, uh, so that's, what, that's what that was. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> There's a happy birthday celebration going on here. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, here come here, come here, hold on. Here, give her this headset. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That was Jerry Tillery right there. And look, man, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta explain to the people what's really going on here at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's, we do it for the people. We gotta- always do it for the people, especially the birthdays. I love birthdays. That's your birthday, so come in and celebrate us anytime, any place, all the time. We are at Buffalo Wild Creeks on West Craig. Act for Ace. Ace, I, I got. Hold on, Ace. Hold on. Who's, who's birthday? No, we. No, who cares? Don't worry about it. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Works overrated. Works overrated. Look, we. Also, we talk, Work is never overrated. Tell them we talking on the radio. We all right. We all right. We talking on the radio. So whose birthday was it, Ace? It was Tony's birthday. Tony, Tony, Tony. How old is Tony? Tony, Tony. Ooh, looking like a fresh twenty-one over there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> But anytime, of course, come and celebrate your birthday with us, and we'll definitely make sure we take awesome care of you. And you did really good with Tony. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. you. There it is. Give it up for Ace. Give it up for Ace. Ace had no idea that that was going to happen here at Buffalo Wild Wings. That's what we do. 
That's what we do. We just randomly just put, you know, Ace on the radio to celebrate birthday. So, Tony, 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 happy birthday. Definitely appreciate you being here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Look, that's just how we get down. We have a lot of fun. So uh, back to the, the task at hand here. <laughs> Let's get back to the, the text and uh, calls at 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, this one is from the 707. This team's identity is tough to determine, unfortunately. It's not a deep threat identity, not a running identity yet. Other than Max, no D-line and quarterbacks in trouble identity. No snagging or stripping the ball identity, so not sure what's left. So that makes it really tough to know that this is actually the identity. It'd be nice to start a real identity for something on Monday night. If that happens, that'll be real interesting. And uh, in, in air quotes there, interesting, that was for Ari. And uh, everything is uh, interesting when it comes to you, Ari. There's never going to be a time anyone forgets that. I will embrace this. <laughs> that's all I can do. <laughs> that's all you can do. That's all you can do. As as Ari, <laughs> he is the <laughs> he is really good on the fly because he's having to deal with my shenanigans and all my my, uh, my tactics around here <laughs> and having all kind of fun. Ari's like, what the hell is he doing? No, now? no. Friday we finish strong. We so always here for that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. We don't never mail anything in. The week, yes. That's so. never. We will never mail anything in so around you here. Throw whatever at me. I got you. Today. Yeah, no, I know you did a good <laughs> job. You did a good job. I ple- appreciate you. Poncho hit us up on the from the two hundred nine. What up, Q? I believe the identity has to be the same as last year. Run first team and open it up with passes once it gets established. The main core is still here, so it's not easy or or it's not easy or advised to want to switch it up and start new. For that, we would have to blow this up and start fresh. That's just my thought. That's Poncho. And, yeah, it makes sense to build off of what they did last year. I just thought that it was going to be more wide open with the, the new weapons that they brought in, with Jacoby, with the new quarterback, with the guy that actually knows the McDaniel system. And I thought that, that Coach McDaniels would be more comfortable opening it up and, and, and using more of the playbook because he has a quarterback that knows his system more than the quarterback that he had last year. And, you know, Derek – he stretched the field, right? Jimmy has not stretched the field yet. I mean, I know they attempted a couple times, but I just felt like the playbook in general would be more open because he felt more comfortable throwing more stuff at him. But then, you know, you, you, you go a couple games, and then there's a stop when Jimmy's out with a concussion. So that kind of slowed the progress down too. So, uh, you know, that's, that's what you have to take, right? We talked about it before the season ever started. How many games do you anticipate Jimmy playing? I said he needed to play at least around 15. Well, he's already missed one, <laughs> right? I mean, you, you, you go – if he misses one every quarter of the season, I mean, that's not, that's not ideal. That's less than ideal. He's got to be out there and be available if you want to try to maximize what you have. So uh, we'll, we'll see if, if he's able to stay on the field, and it looks like uh, that he's going to be available on Monday. It's something that we pretty much all had anticipated, but uh, they have the injury report is out. And uh, as the texter said earlier today, Adam Schefter said that he is uh, – Jimmy has cleared concussion protocol – if you look at the Raiders' injury report from Friday, uh, the two guys that did not participate yesterday are the two guys that did not participate today. Uh, Devontae Adams and Nate Hobbs. Adams with the shoulder. Hobbs still with the ankle injury. And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter say, oh, man, is Devontae not playing? Look, Devontae can go all week and not practice, and he can still be good on Monday. Right? I have no doubt. I'm sure he's going to be out there. I know that shoulder was really banged up. He said so after the game. Right? Man, my, my shoulder is really hurting, but he went out there. I'm really, I'd be shocked if he doesn't play. On Monday. Now, with that being said, until we hear that you know he's good to go, we don't know for a hundred percent fact. But I feel pretty, I feel pretty confident that he's going to be out there. Nate Hobbs, that's another question. I don't know. 
He hurt his ankle late in the, the week last week uh, after all the practices had, had gone that the media could be there at, so none of us knew about it until, what, Saturday when we found out that he was going to be out. When the day we found out Jimmy G was going to be out, we also received the news that, that Nate Hobbs was going to be out as well, and that's when we found out that he hurt his ankle. So I don't know if it was a walkthrough, whatever the case may be. Don't know how severe it is, but he hasn't practiced and he didn't play on Sunday. Guys that were limited today in practice for the Raiders, uh, Ja'Korian Bennett, also Max Crosby, also Malcolm Kuntz, and David Long. Bennett's dealing with the hamstring and shoulder injury. Crosby's still the knee injury. Malcolm Kuntz with the groin injury. David Long with the ankle injury. And the guy that fully participated, fully participated today, was one Jimmy Garoppolo dealing with a concussion, but he has cleared and passed concussion protocols. So that is really setting him up to be out there Monday night at Legion Stadium. Monday Night Football against the Green Bay Packers. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, talk to our guy, New England Raider. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? Yo, what up, Q? How you doing, man? I'm blessed, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Hey, so uh, I think I, I, I called you last week. I was uh, Friday. I was drive, or driving out. I was flying out to L.A., got to see the game. Nice. You know, it sucks that we lost, but hey, let me just say this, man. Raider Nation showed out. It was, uh, you know, I've been to about a half a dozen, two to, uh, about a dozen Raider games. Uh, it's my girlfriend's first game, and she loved it, man. Nice uh, family out there, man. It was just, it was just great. I swear to you, man. I saw more Raider uniforms and charge uniforms. I think <laughs> you said vivid seats at sixty-five, thirty-five. It was more like eighty-five, fifteen, if you ask me. Wow, nice. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, Raider Nation showed out, so I appreciate that. So here's my question. I'm, I'm not the X's and O guy. I know I leave that to Vinny. I leave that to people like Hardcore Raider. But I, I, we play what eight games in a uh, home? Uh, excuse me, in an indoor stadium. We play at least another four or five games on the road that are indoors or in nice weather. So why can't we be a dink and dunk team? We have Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers, uh, Michael Mayer. We have uh, uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, and we already know J.J. can catch the ball. I, I guess you tell me, why can't we be a dink and dunk team? I'll leave you on that. I appreciate the show. Ari, you the man, man. Thank you so much for the call, New England Raider. Appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, look, you could be a, a dink and duck team. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing that says you can't. You can just drop the ball off and, and allow your playmakers to make plays. The one thing is, is when you do that, uh, it's it's hard to establish the run because, well, everyone cheats up, right? And that's what everyone's been talking about lately, that the run isn't really doing anything because everyone's cheating up to stop the run because they don't fear the Raiders testing the ball down the field. I would like it to be more of – intermediate I, I like the shots that Jimmy takes uh, as far as you know how he's been passing the ball to Devontae and Jacoby and I'm good with the distance on the on the throws but you also in my opinion have to sprinkle in some of the deep shots you've got to at least keep the defenses honest right you've got to be able to uh, get some chunk yardage and, and look take a page out of what the Packers do right they they throw the ball down the field and you know they want to complete the pass but they're willing to let you have a pass interference penalty on them right and that still gets you some big chunk yardage so I uh, I think that that would be, I think that's that would be the way to do it. But it's all depending on 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 what Coach McDaniel's wants and how he's trying to establish this offense. And you know, last year it it all was based off of the run game. But then again, and as, as great as it was that Josh Jacobs won the rushing title, as many people pointed out to me in the off season, yeah, that was great that you know they had such a great run game, but they won six games. They won six games. So I mean, I, I feel like you've got to be. You know, in basketball, when they say you got to be at a three-point, you got to be a, a triple threat, <laughs> right? When you catch the ball, you got to be at a, a triple threat. You got to be able to, you know, either pass, shoot, dribble, whatever the case may be. You don't want to give anything up. I feel like that you have to have 
multiple ways of beating teams, right? I mean, you can you can have a certain identity. You can you can do something where you're really good at it, and, and teams know that you want to do it. But you've also got to be able to do other things. You've got to be able to. Uh, you know, evolve. And if if a team decides that, okay, we're going to take away what they do best, okay, cool. We're going to go to plan B. We're going to go to the plan C. Hell, we're going to go to plan D, and we can still get it done. You've got to be able to do that as well. So I, I don't – it's hard for me to put my finger on it and say exactly, uh, exactly what it is, but it's kind of like what it is, <laughs> you know. So uh, it's it's something that they've got to establish, and when, when we see it, then I think we'll know it. But right now, I feel like nobody is really know it because none of us have seen it. One quick text, and we'll take a break and get to Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. This is from Sir Whiskey Ray. Q&Ari, happy Friday, gentlemen. It was almost a red polo shirt day today, but I just couldn't do it. It's too hot, LOL. To answer your question, Q, I think our team wants to be a high-octane scoring team, but it just hasn't lived up to it yet. Jimmy G is hurt. Jacobs is not uh, up to par yet. Renfro has only a handful of receptions, and our rookie tight end has been a ghost. That has to change now from McDaniels, and if not, this will be a long, long season. I'm hoping things change come Monday night. All right, gentlemen, just thinking of this, I'm going to the liquor cabinet. Have a good weekend. Let's get this W, sir, Whiskey Ray. And there is no doubt in my mind that he's going to the liquor cabinet. He might have it out all weekend. He might have it out all weekend and, and, and be ready to roll on Monday and be in rare form come Monday night football. Who knows? But Sir Whiskey Ray has never turned down a good time. That's one thing I do know. Look, if Sir Whiskey Ray comes out here to Vegas and is like, Q, we need to go hang out, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to hand the keys to somebody else, <laughs> and I'm going to say, all right, you know, I'm going to let Vice Raider drive because I already know it's going to be a time that uh, Sir Whiskey Ray is going to make sure everyone has a good time. He's one of those dudes. I used to be that guy, right? People used to say, oh, we're going out with Q. Oh, man, it's going to be a hell of a night. I think I got to pass the torch on, man. I got to pass the sticks to Sir Whiskey Ray. I think he'll take that title. I'm not mad at that at all. But, uh, yeah, shout-out to Sir Whiskey Ray. And I would love to see uh, the Raiders get that high-prolific offense, which is what I thought they were going to be, going back to your text. I thought that's how this offense was going to be. I mean, even times that me and JT have talked, it's been about, you know, hey, embrace the shootout. The Raiders are going to be in shootouts. The Raiders are going to be in shootouts. They ain't really been in no shootouts because they haven't got over 20 points yet in a game. You've got to be able to do that. Even teams that run the rock, you know, they, they still get over 20 points. There's only been three teams so far in the season that haven't got over 20 points one time. The Saints, the Patriots, and the Raiders. Saints, defensive-minded head coach. Patriots, defensive-minded head coach. Raiders, offensive-minded head coach. Right? Something's got to give. Something has got to give where they start scoring more than 17 or 18 points a game. You're just not going to win very many games like that. 326 is the time. When we come back live at Buffalo Wild Wings, we will talk to Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. We'll get his thoughts on what the identity is or what it should be of the silver and black and a whole lot more. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. This podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness on LVSportsNetwork.com is brought to you by Porta Subs. Make sure you check out Porta Subs' six-foot party trays. They're perfect for game days. You'll get your choice of three made-to-order classic subs made with premium meats and cheese on your choice of fresh-baked bread loaded with fresh veggies, toppings, and sauces. Game day six-foot trays serve 12 to 16 people so you can sit back and enjoy the game. Available at all Las Vegas area Porta Subs, neighborhood sandwich shops, order ahead at portasubs.com. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness, live at Buffalo Wild Wings with your boy Q. Gotta let that ride out a little bit. Hold on. Gotta let that ride out. The Barstow High Aztec marching band. They got the fight song playing right there. So if that's going, you know what's going on. 
Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is joining us on the phone lines now here on Radio Nation Radio 920. And, Paul, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you. And let everyone know why that song was so significant and we had to play it today. Here, I got to thank you for for, uh, for obliging me with my, my strange requests whenever I come on. But, yeah, <laughs> the Barstow High fight song, that's where I went to high school, graduated from there way back when. And uh, Barstow last night, I'll say we because, you know, I, I always believe you can say we when it's when it's uh, your alma mater, so to speak. But, yeah, yep. my high school last night, we beat Victorville 49-14 in the 100th battle for the Axe. It's our big rival. Barstow uh, beat uh, Victorville, and all is right in the world. I love it. I love it, man. And I'm definitely, <laughs> hey, man, I'm all, I'm all with you. If you went there or you play for them or you're part of that organization or whatever the case may be, you can say we all day long. <laughs> Absolutely, and I always, get, I always get upset with, with fans when they say we this, we that. I'm like, oh, you you play right guard, you play left guard, where you where you at? No, right. but something like that, I always have fun with it. But yeah, Barstow, I beat Victorville, so it's all good. Yes, now, UNLV it, plays Reno in a couple weeks, so now maybe we'll play a win with the Rebels uh, a couple weeks from now. So we'll see. I'll tell you, man, they've already won the Golden Pineapple. I think Coach Odom is doing some really good things there at UNLV. And if they go ahead and, and, and keep the Fremont Axe, that'd be awesome, man. I think that they have a chance. They really do. Or Fremont Cannon, I mean, Definitely. yeah. Keep yep. the cannon. Keep the cannon. Exactly, exactly. That would be a good thing. Well, Paul, I wanted to ask you, we've had a great conversation here today on the show about identification. And, you know, there was a time when you think of the Raiders and you immediately thought who they were, especially with Monday Night Football. They were so dominant back in the day. You've covered them for a long time. What is the identity of this Raiders team now? Who are they when you think of just the Raiders? I still think that the identity is is that they're a team in search of one, right? I mean, when they brought back John Gruden, there was a very specific meaning for that. It's that they were trying to make right of what went wrong in the past, and and by he never should have been traded in the first place. So they were going to go on there, and he recognized all the alumni. And anytime you went, they you know it was Raiders this, silver and black that. Now it's not that that Josh McDaniels doesn't understand what the what the uh, identity is. It's that he's still trying to create his own. And the best way to do that, and in conversations with the owner, Mark Davis, over the years, the best way to create your own identity is to win. And when you can't win, and when you're having trouble just kind of not only getting off the starting blocks, but getting to the starting line, that kind of hamstrings you a lot in terms of just figuring out what exactly your identity is. Uh, There's times when you see glimpses of this offense. looks like it's, it's nice. You know, we saw it on that first drive in Buffalo. We saw it on the first drive in the opener at Denver. And then it just kind of goes, okay, well, where is it? Where did it go? Um, with Jimmy Garoppolo now being cleared and he's going to start against the Packers, maybe they'll get that offense going again because I still believe he, he's the best quarterback in that room. They're paying him a lot of money to, to give them the best chance to win. So the identity cue at this point is that they're still searching for it. And that's never a good thing when you're reaching uh, the second quarter of a season. Right. No, there's no doubt. And, you know, last year Josh Jacobs became the identity, right? It was it was run, 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 Josh, and everything would build off of that. And they haven't had the uh, the run game work so far this year is it still do you think it's still try to build off of josh or is it throw the ball around the yard and then open up the run game how do you think that that's supposed to look like well it was interesting in that josh got so much more involved in the passing game last week he always wants to catch the ball he always wants the ball in his hands anyways right so when he's catching eight passes and he's going for a career high 81 yards receiving most of that just kind of catch and run and create okay that's going to open things up that's going to make him feel more comfortable um, in the, in, you know, when he's running the ball. And it's not going to allow teams to stack the box with seven, eight, nine guys and dare you to run it anyway. So it seems like it's almost an inside-out proposition now. If they're getting Josh more involved in the passing game on the outside, maybe that opens things up on the inside. Whereas traditionally, you know, you and I being old heads, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Running the ball sets up the play action. Well, you know, upside is up, up is down, 
black is white, silver is white, whatever it is. Right, you know, right. things that you've got to find a way to, to have success. So we're going to see again on the biggest stage, regular season stage there is, Monday Night Football at home, uh, overflowing with cheeseheads. We're going to see if they're going to be able to do it. And it looked like Josh was getting his football legs. I know he's in good shape, but it looked like he was getting yeah. football shape last week against the Chargers. Were you sensing that as well? Oh, definitely. And I talked to him about that after the game, talked to him a little bit uh, in the locker room yesterday. And, you know, pro football players are pro football players for a reason, right? There's, there's a certain amount of pride there. And they're not going to admit that they're out of shape or in shape or whatever the case may be. You know, he's, he's in good shape, but there is a difference between being in good shape and being in football shape. We all know that. Um, yeah, it looks like he's ready to take off. I actually had a story today kind of examining that and looking at the stats. And I remember early in the season last year, he was talking about he was watching. He, you know, he got off to a slow start by his standards. And he told us in the locker room one day that he was watching the video. And he's like, shoot, what do you guys want me to do? Right. And he didn't say shoot. He just yeah. said, what do you want me to yep. do? There were no holes. There were guys were coming in and crashing through. And yet that production of those first three games last year, he would have loved to have had that now because this was a guy after the Pittsburgh game he was getting hit before he got to the line of scrimmage for next-gen yeah. stats. Now that number's popped up a little bit. I wrote all about it today on ESPN.com, and you can find it there. I don't have it in front of me right now, but, but definitely. The, the better shape he is in terms of football, the more holes that are open, the more defenses can't simply uh, you know, tune in on him with the stack in the box, the more the better it is going to be for the entire offense. You know, and uh, we were talking about the Raiders and their offensive line yesterday on this show, and I kept saying that it felt like Van Roten was supposed to be an upgrade over Alex Bars, but so far through four games, that offensive line is not where it needs to be. What happened to the offensive line, at least being able to be a good run blocker like they were last season? That's, that's the, the million-dollar question, right? It is, mm-hmm. If you get an upgrade, you only make, if you bring back four-fifths of the starting line, and it was a pleasant surprise last year. I mean, right. again, it wasn't just a pleasant surprise. It blocked enough and opened up enough holes for a Raider player to lead the league in rushing for the first time since uh, some guy named Marcus Allen did way back in 1985. <laughs> right. So it wasn't a problem. And it's hard to just pin it all on, on one player. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a cohesiveness. It's, it's Josh not being there for the, entire, the entirety of the offseason program, let alone training camp and the exhibition season. It's a combination of a lot of different things. It's not just one person's fault, one player's fault. It's, it's not a play, play caller's fault. It's just all of these things kind of coalescing into one kind of ugly start to a season. And that's the thing about the NFL, right? I mean, every game is a season unto itself. Every game gives you a chance to, as we were talking early on, forge a new identity, create yeah. a new identity, uh, and embellish your own identity. So that's what they're really trying to do here. And I know fans are frustrated with that because they're like, wait a minute, this is year two of, this, of the system. These right. guys should know it. There shouldn't be any problems. And yet, here we are. Right, exactly. And so they're sitting there at one and three. They're trying to get back to winning ways on Monday against the Green Bay Packers at Allegiant Stadium. As you mentioned, man, there's going to be a lot of cheeseheads in the building. I already expect that. I saw your uh, tweet from Vivid Seats that uh, there's already more Packers fans that have bought tickets. So just expect to see a lot of green and yellow on Monday night at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, Jimmy G has been cleared, as you mentioned. I know he spoke with the media already. Was there anything that stood out to, to you from what Jimmy had to say? He was, he was very middle of the road. Um, I'm not going to say he got annoyed because Jimmy's always right down the middle of the road anyway, yeah. but it, it was obvious that he didn't want to talk about the concussion. He didn't want to talk about how it happened. And, and I had to ask him, you know, did it happen on a specific play? Because it was a weird thing that happened after the game where we're waiting for him to come to the podium after the game, and all of a sudden, uh, guys, hold on, all of a sudden, uh, guys and gals, you know, Jimmy's yeah. going and you know, being examined for a concussion. Like, well, there wasn't, he never came out of the game. 
So even Josh McDaniels throughout has said, well, it could have been a combination thing. There were a lot of big hits he hit, he had. There was the, the Minka Fitzpatrick helmet-to-helmet uh, helmet where his, his head actually snapped off the turf, the grass, but he never yeah. came out of the game. So I asked Jimmy about that today, and he said, you know, there was a lot of hits in that game, and he wasn't sure it was just one. He came in the locker room. The doctor said, hey, let's take a look, and the next thing he knew, he was in the protocol. So it had to be asked because he hadn't talked since before the Steelers game. And, you know, my main takeaway was, He's just ready to go, and he believes that this team is still, offensively anyway, they're that close to being able to turn the corner here. And when you've got the weapons, when you've got Devontae, who's going to have something to prove against the Packers, and you've got Josh Jacobs, who's definitely got a lot to prove, and you've got an offensive line that is, again, still trying to forge, as we said, its own identity, it all kind of comes together like, okay, if everybody in the league is watching this game on Monday night, what better time to do it? Again, yeah, you're right. Again, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on SA As you mentioned, Devontae Adams, he didn't practice yesterday. He didn't practice today. I feel like he's good to go, I mean, because he's Devontae Adams. But what's your gut feeling telling you about Monday and Devontae? I think he's going to have a monster game. Um, you know, as we saw, Jimmy almost almost too much leaned on him in those first couple of games. But yeah. if you've got one of, if not the best receiver in the league, what's not to like about that, right? Uh, yeah. You know, and he's going to have something to prove and something to say. I actually – you know, I know you usually ask me at the end, but that's my big story coming up on, on Monday is, is I had a one-on-one with Devontae last week before he got injured. And nice. thankfully, you know, and, and he, he opened up quite a bit about just kind of, you know, the state of Devontae. Where is his mind right now? It's, you know, the trade. He's uh, a year and four games into this, and it obviously couldn't have been what he expected, but here we are. I like it. That's a great tease right there. Paul Gutierrez with the tease, man. I like that. Fantastic. That's that's how we roll. So as far as the other weapons, we know Devontae. We know Jacoby. And Josh told us, what, yesterday that it's just lack of having the ball, lack of possessions, lack of controlling the ball, turning the ball over is why other guys haven't gotten involved. Are you buying that? I'm buying that, but I'm also going to double down on that and say it's hard. If, if say, Hunter Renfro, guy caught over 100 passes two years ago, by necessity, Darren Waller was out, yep. and, you know, Derek, Derek had to go to him. That's fine. But he, he's shown he's got the track record. If, if Hunter Renfro is your third or even your fourth read on a certain play, and you've got defensive linemen in your lap yep. uh, as soon as you get the ball, you don't have time to get to your third or your fourth read, and you're always going to Devontae or Jacoby, depending upon how the play is designed. There was a game in that Steeler game where, where, where Jimmy got sacked as he was handing the ball off. Yeah. That's how quick that defensive line was breaking through. So if it's a jailbreak like that, mm-hmm. then there's a reason he's not able to get down to whether it's Hunter Renfro or Michael Meyer or whoever it may be mm-hmm. uh, that needs to get involved to keep defenses honest. So, again, it all begins. I know it sounds simple and, and silly, but you, you and I are old heads in this. It all begins and ends with the offensive and defensive lines down in the trenches. Yeah, it does. And let's flip over to the defensive side of things. We know there's Max Crosby. You know, you put out the – I was checking out your Twitter earlier. You put out the uh, the, the stat from uh, Seth Walder about no yeah. other – nobody else is putting pressure on quarterbacks except for Max Crosby. That's that's obviously got to change. But, I mean, who's on that Who's on that defensive line that can that could change that? Who's who's the guy? Who, who's going to step up and uh, be, the, be that compliment? Yeah, it's supposed to be the number seven overall draft pick, right? But yep. here's, here's my thing here is that I covered this team long enough that, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Antonio Brown was on this team for a training camp and they built the offense around him. And when he decided to skate, it kind of wrecked this team for half the season, if not the whole season. I'm getting a similar vibe with what they wanted to do with Chandler Jones this year. This is not to, to mock or make fun of anything with what he's going through because that's bigger than football. That's real life. Yep. But there were so many plans on what Chandler Jones and Max Crosby were going to do because we saw how great Chandler played towards the end of the season last year when Jerry Tillery arrived and freed him up to do what he needed to do. 
So when all of a sudden he's gone and, and uh, the first-round draft pick, Tyree, is not ready to go yet, either physically and or mentally, um, that, that's going to cause a lot of problems. So somebody, anybody needs to step up. And if it came from the interior, that would even be better because then that's going to create other things down the line. So whether it's Bilal Nichols or whether it is Tyree just using his athleticism and his, and his, his strength and just what a, the physical attributes that he has to get after it, that's what needs to happen. Can it happen? Again, we're going to see. That's why they play the games. But somebody definitely has to step up. And my understanding, you know, a lot of fans were asking, where's Malcolm Kuntz in these stats? Yeah, he wasn't mentioned. So I'm going to assume that that's probably because he's not as bad as those other guys in terms of those next-gen type stats. Well, we'll close out with this, and we'll talk about the secondary. And this is a question that I asked Coach McDaniels uh, on yesterday was about the deep ball from Jordan Love, and he's got a strong arm. He talked about it multiple times. The fact that they take a lot of deep shots and they get a lot of P.I. penalties called, how much do you think this is going to test the Raiders' secondary? It's going to test them more so if they don't get any pressure. If Max Crosby yeah. can get in there and create some havoc, then, then that's, that's gravy for the secondary, right? Because that's what they always say. It just goes back – Khalil Mack came before, but Khalil Mack used to say this all the time. Pass rush helps the secondary, the coverage. Coverage helps the pass rush. That's yep. what they need. They need to get that going up front. And when that does, that's going to help the youngsters like, like Ja'Korian Bennett, who, uh, by the way, he got offensive. He should have had offensive P.I. on that game-stealing play there. But yeah. he's a rookie. He's not going to get that call. Right. So, yeah, if, if, if Love has all the time in the world to sit back there and just throw the ball wherever he wants, of course it's going to challenge him. They need to get to the quarterback. And as Al Davis used to say way back in the day, the quarterback needs to go down. He needs to go down hard sometime in the first X amount of plays. Got to get it done. Got to get after the quarterback. Got to make plays. And they've got to establish that identity, something we've talked about quite a bit on the show today. Well, Paul, fantastic stuff. Again, congratulations to your alma mater, Barstow, for uh, that big victory, uh, winning the axe. Uh, That's pretty awesome. So, uh, man, thanks so much for your time. And uh, we'll definitely see you in the press box on Monday. Definitely, and then if and when the Fremont Cannon stays red, we'll talk about that too. That's right. You know that's right. There it is. <laughs> Paul Gutierrez, our guy from ESPN. Great stuff. And, yeah, you can check out his article about Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs' Raiders have struggled running the ball, but is a breakthrough coming? That's on ESPN.com. He's got an article coming out about Devontae Adams as well. So definitely get caught up on your reading, and this is the best weekend to do it, right? Do it this weekend when there's you know no, no Raider football. You can – Watch it. You can read it in between, uh, I don't know, college games on Saturday, NFL games on Sunday, realizing that, hey, I got to get all the way prepared. Going to go all the way up. Going to get all the way prepared for Monday Night Football, Raiders Packers, Allegiant Stadium. So there it is right there. Let's go ahead and get some winning because that's just kind of how I feel. 346 at the time, 702 365 9200. Call number nine. We're going to get you qualified right now. We're going to get you hooked up with two free games of bowling at your choice of a different casinos like the Orleans, Gold Coast Casino, and Samstown LV. And that's going to get you in to win a pair of tickets to the Raiders game against the New England Patriots. That is October 15th. That's because of Boyd Gaming. We definitely appreciate them and we appreciate you. Again, call number nine, 702 365 9200. We're here at Buffalo Wild Wings on the north side. Come on out, hang out with us, man. We're having a good time. 190 West Craig Road with Radio Nation Radio 920. Yes, yes, yes. Here we are, 190 West Craig Road. We in the north. Buffalo Wild Wings. Shout out to my man Demetrius. Just came on by. Got hooked up with a couple Raider Nation Radio 920 t-shirts. One for him and one is for his wife. They'll be rocking them Monday at Allegiant Stadium. It's going to be awesome. Definitely appreciate him. Appreciate all of Raider Nation that's chimed in on the show. Want to shout out to Mark. Mark was the big winner. He got hooked up with some uh, free bowling at either the Orleans, the Gold Coast Casino, Sam's Town, and more importantly, got in to win, got registered for those tickets for the Patriots-Raiders game, October 15th, Allegiant Stadium. 
That's good. That's really good one. Shout out to Boyd Gaming. We definitely appreciate them. Uh, they do this every single – well, not every single Friday. I was about to tell you a lie. Not every Friday, but multiple Fridays throughout the course of the season. We've done it once already. This will be the second time, so we'll probably do it a few more times. But Boyd Gaming, the official uh, you know, gaming partner of the Las Vegas Raiders, is hooking it up in a major way, and we definitely appreciate them. Fan day Friday, fun day Friday, 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 whatever F word you want to say that we can say, we definitely appreciate you. As my man Ari started sweating, he's like, come on now, Q, come on, man. They're not all F words. <laughs> I said F words that we could say. Yes. I know what I'm doing. I know what the I'm doing, The look I man. made was right in the second before you said that we could say. I know. I know. It's like I, it's like there's a line there, right? I ran up to the line, yep. and you're like, wait a minute, this dude's going to run through the line. No, I'm not. Nah. Come on now. I'm going to hit the brakes before. It. You know, it's like a game of chicken. <laughs> I trust you, and I I'm stopping. Button. <laughs> I'm stopping. <laughs> Believe me, if it's a game of chicken, I'm either stopping or I'm getting out the way. I am not that dude. <laughs> trust me on that. But, uh, no, we're having a good time here. So if you, you got some time, you're around town, uh, definitely come on by and hang out. Got some texts that I want to get to coming up at the top of the hour at 4 o'clock. Uh, what to look for in this game on Monday. But uh, getting to this text, 69187, keyword R&R from Mailman Raider Q. It's the same story as last year. We kept asking, what is the identity of this team until J.J. finally took off? Here we are again, week five, still looking for one. I can't tell you what it is now, but, man, if we don't get a couple wins here in this three-game stretch against these teams, the identity in the fans' eyes will be tank for Caleb. And if that's the case, we're in for a long season. Have a great weekend, Q. That is from Mailman Raider. And, yeah, I've seen people say that already, especially after the Bears won last night. Oh, by the way, that Bears game that everyone looked at is like, oh, that's a dub. Didn't really look so easy after all, right? I mean, last week they put up a lot of perks against the Denver Broncos, and they they lost. Yeah, they had a 21-point lead, and they found a way to lose. But they put up a bunch of perks, and, well, they put up a bunch last night. They, I mean, look, both me and Ari picked the Washington Commanders to win that game. We thought we were smarter than the next guy in the room. Ari said, hey, you think they'll be playing with a little extra juice because of the passing of Dick Buckus? I was like, nah, not that team. Nah, that team. That team's not good enough to do that. Please. Bruh, <laughs> they went out there and they were balling. Justin Fields out there balling. DJ Moore out there balling. So what looked like an easy dub, and that's why I, I very rarely get caught up in that, well, the next three games are going to be super easy. or oh, These days are all, you know, they're all winnable. But the Raiders, they, I mean, every game except for the Bills game has been winnable. They just haven't got it done. And these games coming up, including the one on Monday, is winnable. But, man, the Bears look like they, uh, they had a little something-something. So that game's going to be tough. Right, the Patriots. You know that they play good defense. Their their offense is a little bit suspect, but what does that matter? The Raiders' offense has been suspect too. So all these games. That's why you got to take it one week at a time. And we all get caught up, and I do it too, all the time. We all get caught up in, in looking ahead. And all right, well, you get a W here, get a W here, and all right, and then you're three and three. Then you get it here, and if this team loses, right? I, like we try to put the we put the math and the science together. Well, my science is never scienced, and my math is never mathed. <laughs> it just hasn't. The only thing that's ever worked is talking, <laughs> right? So <laughs> when my teachers realize that, oh, Q's on the radio, of course he is because that's all that's ever worked is the talking game. Appreciate you, brother. Thanks so much for coming by. Absolutely. That's my man, Demetrius. So, uh, yeah, that's just what it is, man. Science is never science, and the math is never math. So everything else, man, it's one game at a time, and the Raiders have got to, like Mailman Raiders, got to find a way to get a W on Monday Night Football. Got to find a way. They're on a three-game losing streak. You've got to stop the bleeding. 
Someone's got to put their finger in the dam. Someone's got to do whatever, whatever, whatever cute phrase you want to say, they've got to do to find a way to get a W. 3.55 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's Red Nation Radio 920. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast version of Unnecessary Roughness here on LVSportsNetwork.com, brought to you by Porta Subs.